2: I hit the motherfucking button too early I read them off, but Y'all know how I go, I took two weeks off Gunshots, bitch And then there was bass Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers This is your host, Young Dolomite Of the Too Much Game Podcast Live from the Boom 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 Once again Now today's episode Wasn't really shit cracking That a motherfucker really was tripping off of You know the the one thing that Everybody been talking about Is the movie uh, Judas and the Black Messiah So I guess I'm just gonna do a little review On that shit right now You know Is what it is, slow week, motherfuckers still gotta bring some content, you know, hopefully I can pull some game about this shit, what's going on Jake, what's up Crystal, you know, shout out to the motherfuckers popping up in the live and all that good old shit, but uh, yeah man, you know, been a slow week, slow week, personally, you know, shout out to everybody in Texas though, you know, everybody going through that motherfucking snowstorm shit is fucked up out that motherfucker you know prayers to everybody in texas my nigga you know especially the dallas area i know a lot of y'all saw that video with that big ass crazy ass motherfucking pile up you know a lot of that shit you know videos like that that shit give me fucking anxiety you know because everybody who listened to this show you know for any amount of time know i'm a truck driver by trade like Nigga, videos like that is is the the main reason I was like, fuck that road, dog. I got to be local, you know. Like you you out there risking your motherfucking life during this winter time, homie. And the 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 fucked up thing about that shit, when it comes to you know the 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 truck driving hustle, you know, during the winter, a lot of times you got to drive slower. The weather conditions are fucked up. You know, a lot of us get paid by the mile. We don't get paid by the hour like a lot of y'all niggas do. Like. You 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 have a longer day and you make more money. And trucking, it's all about the miles. So when you rolling by the mile and you going slow, nigga, you are not making any money, my nigga. Like, you know, you 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 got a super high level of risk. You know that shit dangerous as a motherfucker when you driving on them icy roads. You know, and then you out here going slow. That's less money. It's dangerous as a motherfucker, and it ain't no hazard paying that shit. If you get fucked up, you just got fucked up. You know like me personally the way that I got down, you know I'm all about safety. So a lot of times them icy nights like that, I wouldn't even roll. Nigga, I'd be quick to shut it down. Like a lot of my co-workers and co-drivers and shit in my old company, them motherfuckers knew I was good for pulling that yellow brake cuz I'm not putting my life on the line for that shit, my nigga like it ain't it ain't no dollar amount worth my fucking life. So when the roads be icy like that, nigga, I was I was off them streets. Fuck that shit. You know, because a, a, a big thing is, you know, like in, in the truck driving game when it come to black ice, you know, like you can never see that shit coming. It's, it's no level of skill for that shit. Like a lot of the motherfuckers out there, like, you know, when you see that accident. You know, like a lot of the people who was watching it, who not in the industry, you know, who don't live in areas that get like that. It was like, damn, why didn't they just stop? Like my nigga, the thing about black ice, nigga, you don't know you own it until you own it. You know, like one of the things that, you know, like a rule of thumb for professional drivers when it comes to that shit is when you rolling. If you could see the the water shooting up off the bottom of somebody's tires, you know that that's water. But if it look wet and you can't see that water shooting up, that's ice. But the thing is, my nigga, you don't know you own that shit until you own that shit. And once you get on that shit, it's too late, my nigga, because it ain't no skill level for that shit. It ain't no counter steering for that shit. You know, like it's it's just like anything, my nigga, you know, like like I was talking about in my last episode, like, nigga, you know, once you get in a position where you at the mercy of the court, you at the mercy of the court. You know, once you make a mistake, you at the mercy of your fucking consequences. Like, you can't choose what happens after you get on that shit. Once you get on Black Ice, my nigga, it's all up to inertia at that point. So, you know, prayers to everybody out there, dog. Like, that shit is putting up a monkey wrench in a lot of shit, especially, like, in my industry. Because ain't no freight coming through that motherfucker. And Texas a big motherfucking state, homie. Texas is the the middle of the motherfucking country. A lot of freight got to go through that motherfucker. So being that can doesn't go through that motherfucker. Nigga, I've been having some days off work that I didn't ask for. So, you know, that's that bullshit. But if you living in Texas, my nigga, stay warm. If you know somebody in Texas, you know, send them motherfuckers some money, man. Help them motherfuckers out. Help them niggas get some fucking firewood or... You know, some flashlights or some shit, because I heard they having blackouts, you know, motherfuckers gas going out. Nigga, they they houses getting flooded, all types of fucked up shit. And I used to want to move to Texas, too. Like, I used to say that shit. Like, if I was to leave California, I'd go to either Texas or North Carolina. It's looking real North Carolina-ish right now, because Texas, boy, y'all niggas' weather is fucked the fuck up. So shout out to y'all niggas in Texas man You know prayers up and all that good old shit But yeah you know the um You know the the movie Fucking um Judas and the Black Messiah You know shout out to all the actors Everybody did a good fucking job You know shout out to LaKeith Stanfield And um Daniel Akuya That nigga name is hard as fuck to pronounce But that nigga's a hell of a fucking actor Like the last couple of movies I seen that nigga in That nigga beasted on that shit, my nigga. Like, shout out to that nigga, man. You know, Fred Hampton, you know, a a, a leader of the Chicago chapter, of the the Black Panther Party. You know, a lot of us who are familiar with the story kind of knew what was going to happen. You know, not exactly in the the context of, you know, the, the perspective that the story was told from. You know, the story was told from the perspective of the fucking rat. But, you know, a lot of us, you know, who who familiar with the movement and things of that nature, you know, we, we know how Fred Hampton, you know, came to his untimely demise. The one thing that tripped me out, you know, that I learned at the end of the movie was the nigga was only 21. You know, like, I think I talked about that shit in the episode Legacy versus Longevity. Like, it's a trip what what certain motherfuckers could do in a short amount of time that they on the planet, my nigga, like. You know, Nipsey, Tupac, Biggie, Pop Smoke. You know, like, it, it's certain motherfuckers, man, that's, you know, these motherfuckers was only on this earth for 21, 22, you know, uh, Nipsey, 33 years. A lot of motherfuckers be 75 goddamn years old, and ain't nobody gonna never remember your name. Like, it was funny, because when I was leaving work today, I was talking to one of my fucking, uh, one of my co-workers, you know, and he like, oh, man, you know how you doing, man? I'm like, shit, you know, trying to be like you. That nigga was like, man, don't be like me. Be like Jesus. And I'm like, shit, Jesus got killed at 33. My nigga, like, I ain't trying to be like Jesus. My nigga, I'm, I'm cool. But, you know, like I said in that episode, uh, you know, legacy versus longevity. My nigga, like, no. Nigga, 33 years in your life be remembered forever or 100 years and don't nobody remember your name. You know, that's a personal choice a lot of motherfuckers going to have to make like me personally. You know, I'm choosing longevity just for the sake of, you know, my children. Because, like, in the movie, like, it was, like, one of the parts of the movie that I laughed at, like, that I I I, I got a little chuckle off of was, um, you know, when he had got out of jail and he was doing a little, I am a revolutionary, you know, he was doing that speech. That nigga girl was, you know, like, rubbing her stomach, you know, because the nigga had said some shit like, you know, you know, I'll... I'm probably gonna be dying for the people, you know. I'm I'm giving my life to the revolution, you know. I'm not gonna die slipping on no ice or choking on no chicken bone. I'm probably gonna die for the people, nigga. She was rubbing her stomach like, hold on, nigga. Wait a minute, my nigga. Like, what about the baby, my nigga? Like, hold on, dying for the people, my nigga. What about the good? Act? What about our goddamn child? Like me personally, like that shit was funny as a motherfucker because it was it was a relatable moment, my nigga. Like. You know, as a mother, you know, when it comes to, you know, females having children by dudes, you know, and this is like something that I talked to my my little cousin like way back in the day, probably like a decade ago when she called herself liking street niggas. And it's like, you know, that that shit is cool. You know, street niggas is is attractive to women. You know, they they like the way motherfuckers carry themselves. They like to feel protected and things like that. But, you know, it's it, it's a lot that comes with dating the street, nigga. Just like in the case of Fred Hampton. You know, when you're dealing with a motherfucker, you know, who's on the FBI wanted list. You know, a motherfucker who, who is dedicating their life to a cause that could cost them their life. Like, you know, it's, it's all fun and games. You know, it's all love and kisses and shit. But, you know, when them consequences hit, my nigga... You know, and not even consequences of bad actions, but just, you know, consequences of being part of a movement where the enemy is willing to kill for victory. My nigga, you know, it's like motherfuckers putting their life on the line. And that's something that comes with dating a motherfucker of that caliber. You know, like that shit is crazy as fuck. Like, you know, watching her rub her stomach because, you know, in her head. You know, before children come into the picture, I think she probably was on the same shit he was on. Like, nigga, I'm willing to die for this shit. But when you get a kid, my nigga, like, that shit change your whole fucking perspective on life. Like, I remember um, Tupac was doing a little speech about that shit. And I don't even think I'm going to call that shit a speech. I think it might have been an interview, but I do remember that it was Tupac who had said that shit. Like, you know, like, revolution is in the hands of the young. Because once you get older, it's like your your revolutionary spirit kind of died. And the thing is, you know, like Tupac never had no kids. So like one of the things that I think that, you know, I'm not going to say that he didn't understand. But something that, you know, he didn't really speak on. He just was saying like, you know, when you get older, you just get turned down. Like, you know, you got got more to lose and you don't want to lose it. So as an older motherfucker, like you ain't willing to. To turn up like you are when you young and don't give a fuck. You know, so like he wanted to push his message to the young because he knew that the young was the motherfuckers that was more willing to mobilize, which is true. But the thing is, like, nigga, when you get older and shit, like, you know, like he said, like you got more to lose, especially like when you have a child. Because like I got homeboys and shit like nigga that was gangbanging, tough, active nigga out there, you know, with, with all the bullshit. But once you get a child, my nigga, it's like, nigga, you living for your child now. Like, all that, I'm willing to die for this shit. Like, nigga, I'm willing to die for my child. It's not a it's not a lot of shit out here that I die for that don't carry my last name. Like, back in the day, a nigga used to be on some rah-rah dumb shit. Like, nigga, you know, like I be telling motherfuckers, like, nigga, niggas be running around like they got nothing to lose when they don't feel like something that they have is worth living for. You know, like, when you young, it's kind of a thing, like, you know, um, if you can't find nothing to die for, then you ain't got nothing to live for. You know, like, with, with, with a lot of us young members of gangs in the L.A. area, like, a lot of us is willing to die for that shit, my nigga. Like, kind of aimlessly on some real shit. Like, a lot of us just don't know no better. Like, we willing to die for our homeboys. We willing to die for... You know, this this organization that we became a member of and shit. But it's like, nigga, when you get older and you have a kid, it's kind of like, nigga, why the fuck would I die for some colors when I could be living for my child? Like, nigga, my 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 child can't eat my street cred. You know, my child can't eat the stories that my homies got of me like my child. I got to be here to protect my child. I got to be here. To give my child the right information. I got to be here to aim my child in the way. That I want them to go. I got to live to be a fucking example for my kid. So when you get older. It's like a lot of the shit that you was. You know that you was willing to do. You ain't willing to do that shit no more. Like nah my nigga. You know so like when I saw that nigga baby mama rubbing her stomach. Like she was just like my nigga. I understand but. You know we we gonna have to tailor that shit a little bit, cause we got a lot to live for right now, my nigga. Like you, you gotta be out here for Fred Junior, my nigga. You know, and his thing was, you know, it, it's a risk I'm willing to take. Which, you know, the fucked up thing is, you know, he he had to pay that motherfucking price shortly after that fucking conversation. You know, like it, it's just a fucking trip, like just those times. You know, like when you see that shit on film, because, you know, like I said, a lot of us understand the story. A lot of us know the story. A lot of us heard the fucking story. But to see that shit, like the links that they was willing to go to, you know, to mind fuck the rat, you know, like the the false information that they was putting out, the fucking poison pen letters. Like, these motherfuckers was playing dirty as fuck, my nigga. Like, gay Edgar Hoover, that motherfucker is the fucking devil. Like, that that motherfucker gay Edgar Hoover, boy, he was a cold fucking piece of work. Like, nigga, he he was mind-fucking everybody. Like, you saw the little shit that he did with the little agent when the nigga was like, you know, what are you going to do when your daughter brings home a Negro? Like... You know, that he he was a manipulative motherfucker. Like, a, it's a trip that nobody ever gets into the fact that he was a cross-dresser and shit. But, you know, I guess it wasn't that important to the context of the story. But at the same time, like, you know, it's, it's just levels to that shit. Like, you know, I always look at the psychology of certain motherfuckers. Like, what be going through people's head? Like, what motivates motherfuckers to do what they do? You know, like, I always talk about, like, homophobic motherfuckers always being on the down low. You know, like, whenever I meet a nigga who's, like, super fucking, um, what you call that shit? Like, nigga, like, they they super insecure around gay people. You know, like, they, they super with the, oh, nigga, I sock a gay nigga in the mouth if the gay nigga look at me. Nigga, I don't want no gay nigga standing next to me. Like, nigga, I'm always like, nigga, who touched your booty when you was little, my nigga? Like, who the fuck got you like that to where you really think that gay people are such a fucking threat to you?
1: what if everything you got came with a little bit of money spicy chicken ramen with a side of quarters a full tank of gas and a five dollar bill an entire pantry's worth of groceries and a pocket full of cash well then you'd be living life on the upside the first platform that gives you real cash back in real life wherever you roll restaurants grocery stores gas stations all cash back opportunities so order the expensive appetizer buy a little extra at the store Fill your gas tank till the pump stops. Because with Upside, you can. Start earning cash back just for doing you. Download the free Upside app and use promo code SPICY for an extra $10 cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code SPICY. Promo code SPICY, SPICY for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Start living life on the Upside with the free Upside app.
2: You know, like that's how I look at a lot of these racist motherfuckers, like especially gay Edgar Hoover. Like with him, it was a situation where like, you know, like they talk about the the fear of the the, the black man, you know, the fear of the, the, the black penis, you know, like with him being a cross dresser like that nigga must have had the baby dick. Like, I think that's probably why he hated black people so much because of the, the stereotype that we got. Of having big dicks like I I really think that that shit intimidated him to the highest fucking form like I, I really hate J. Edgar Hoover everything he stand for fuck him and everybody who fuck with him because you know like just just watching how he was getting down like just the fact that he was trying to do little dirty tricks in order to stop black progress you know like he was saying that you know black progress was the greatest threat to the American way. Shit like that, whenever you hear white people try to deny the fact that white privilege exists, they need to watch this motherfucking movie because everything that J. Edgar Hoover was trying to, um, you know, save or whatever, that he was trying to preserve, everything he was trying to protect is white privilege. You know, like, white motherfuckers... As far as from the the standpoint of white races, they do not want us on no fucking equal playing field. Because at the end of the day, my nigga, black power, all black power is, is we just want equality. We want the same power that these motherfuckers got. We want the same education these motherfuckers got. It ain't that we want to be better, bigger, and all that shit, even though we are, literally. Literally. Like, nigga, we just want to be able to play in the same motherfucking playing field that y'all on. We want to have the same education y'all got. We want to be able to get everything that y'all got. We want to be able to get it so we can be on an even playing field. When we race, we want to stand right next to you on the same motherfucking starting line and race the same motherfucking distance. That's all the fuck we asking for when we say black power. But white motherfuckers, nah. They gonna fight to keep that motherfucking head start. They gonna fight to make sure we got hurdles and they don't. Them motherfuckers is willing to kill and die for that shit to protect their privilege. That's all they want, my nigga. You know, like with him, he was willing to play dirty to keep them motherfucking advantages, which, you know, like I be telling motherfuckers, man, like, you know, people see movies like this and they see that it was set in the 60s or the 70s or shit like that. And they just always like, oh. Man, shit was so fucked up back then. And the thing is, my nigga, it, it's the same way now that it was then. It just looked different. You know, they just carry it different. They not know more or less racist than they was back in the day. They just better at hiding it nowadays. Nigga, racism ain't win no motherfucking wear. People like J. Edgar Hoover ain't win no motherfucking wear. You know, like I'm telling motherfuckers with um Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, my nigga. Like the the only difference is between Donald Trump and fucking Joe Biden was we had racism right, now we got racism left. We got racism red up out of office, now we got racism blue. You know, like I keep telling motherfuckers, man, like y'all really ignored the crime bill. You know, it's like we don't like open racism. We like nice racism. We like our races to pat us on our back and call us a nigger when we not looking. We don't want to be called a nigger to our face. We still getting called a nigger. We just don't want to hear it when it happened. Me personally, I'd rather hear that shit when it happened, like. I like a motherfucker who could tell me what the fuck it is when it is what it is. So I could react accordingly. Like nigga, the, the the way that it was back then, it was just open. You know, like you heard the way the police was talking to people, you know, you, you heard the way that, you know, the news was spinning shit. Like the fact that they could call you a Negro on TV, like, you know, shit was crazy. But the thing is like, it's no less racist. Like think about how many niggas getting smoked by the police. And the police going home like that shit is a regular thing. Like we can all name at least 10 people who got killed by the police and we can't name one where the police got convicted. Nigga, racism ain't went nowhere, dog. That shit is still here, my nigga. you know, but like as far as the movie go, like one of the beginning scenes that kind of really like. Well, it was a deep moment and a lot of motherfuckers probably didn't catch it because I ain't really hear nobody really talking about that shit. But like when, you know, the uh, when the, the FBI agent was talking to the rat and he was asking him, like, you know, why was you using a badge? Why wouldn't you use a gun? And he said a badge is scarier than a gun. You know, like any motherfucker could get a gun, but a badge, it's like you got the whole fucking army behind you. Nigga, that that was a profound fucking statement, you know, because a lot of people don't really put it that way. But that shit is true. You know, like I've talked about that shit on this show a bunch of times, like how niggas in the street was shooted out with 20 niggas. Like it'll be one nigga standing on the corner and a van full of niggas pull up and he'll shoot it out with all of them. Like niggas do not be scared of other niggas. Niggas do not be scared of niggas with guns. Nigga, I I done been in situations where I was at the gas station pumping gas And some niggas pulled up in a van And I whipped out on them Like, no fucking hesitation, my nigga Like, when when you see niggas with guns It's like you'll shoot it out with niggas with guns But in the same scenario, you got a gun on you And a police car pull up You'll throw your fucking gun Like, niggas fear the police, dog. Like, badges is way fucking scarier Like Niggas do not fear niggas Niggas fear the ones. Because the thing is like Just in the context of The consequences of the interaction between you And that nigga with the gun You shoot another gangbanger You could possibly go home You know I tell motherfuckers all the time If if you really want to get away with murder Kill a gang member or a rapper I'm so fucked up with these buttons, my nigga. Like, it's just embarrassing at this point. But I'll get my rhythm back soon. But, like, the thing is, my nigga, when it comes to, you know, the gun versus the badge. If you shoot somebody in a shootout, you can go home. If you shoot somebody that's a a police officer, like, think about just the, the, the context of the investigation, like the TV show First 48. The TV show First 48, they say, um, you know, if a crime is not committed in the first. I mean, if a crime is not solved within the first 48 hours of the police becoming aware of it, it's probably going to go to a cold case and probably never be solved. Right. 48 hours, two days. You kill a nigga, they're going to investigate for two days. If you kill a police officer, my nigga. Or, like, if you kill, like, a lily white lady, them motherfuckers will comb the corners of the earth to find your motherfucking ass. Like, think about Lacey Peterson, um, JonBenet Ramsey, you know, them white girls that that, that got lost out there uh, in, like, Brazil or whatever. Like, certain motherfuckers, you kill them, nigga, they gonna comb the globe to find your ass. That's the reason a badge is scarier than a gun, my nigga. Because gun to gun, I kill a gunman, bam, nigga, two days later, long as it ain't no weapon, no witnesses, I could go home, nigga, I don't give a fuck if you 007, my nigga, you smoke a cop, them motherfuckers ain't gonna rest till they, them motherfuckers put you in the dirt, fuck jail, nigga, the police, them motherfuckers gonna get street justice on your motherfucking ass, so that's the reason the badge is scarier than a gun, like, That was a real deep scene, my nigga. You know, like in another part that kind of like got me, which this is more of like a common sense type of situation. But like, nigga, a rat would do anything to get out of the motherfucking trap, my nigga. Like these motherfuckers, what the fuck they say? I think that, that, that nigga sentence was like a two to five. Like it wasn't even no hell of a jail time that they was hanging over this nigga head to get this nigga to do all that shit. You know, especially just the fact that even during the whole bullshit while it was happening. Like nigga, this nigga's life got put on the line multiple times in his interactions with different Panthers. Yet this nigga kept fucking going and all the fucking feds had to do was either offer this bitch ass nigga some money or hang that little fuck ass time over his head like. Five years, dog, nigga. I'm I'm not putting my life on the line to get out of a five year prison sentence. I much rather do my little five years because I know I'm coming home, than have to deal with the consequences of what ended up happening. You know, like he he ended up killing himself after all that shit. Which so fuck him, you know. And it was a trip because, like, toward the end of the movie, when the nigga was like, "Oh, I'll let history tell my story," like, my what? like you you saying that shit like going down as a fucking half rat, half coon. Like history going to smile down on you somehow. My nigga like, "Yo, your whole movie was about how you was a punk ass bitch." Nigga, history is not kind to suckers, dog. Like the, the 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 crazy fucking thing about that whole shit, like, and I tell niggas all the time, like, just about rats in general, my nigga, like nobody respects rats, like they they don't, like you know, a, a lot of times these snitch ass niggas, like they think that the motherfuckers who they snitching to are gonna have some type of sympathy for them or. Like, some type of, like, they looking at you like you're a valuable asset. Nigga, you are a tool. Like, the police, when you a snitch, they look at you like toilet paper. Like, yeah, you're important, but at the end of the day, I'm going to wipe my ass with you and throw your ass away. That's what a rat is to the police, my nigga. That's what a rat is to everybody. Nigga, a snitch is the lowest fucking form of human being, my nigga. Like, just look at how they was talking to this nigga and how they was fucking treating this nigga. Like, them motherfuckers was treating him like a stray clown, which he was, my nigga. He was a fucking clown. Like, nigga, oh, well, we gonna give you that five years. Oh, you don't want to do it? All right, we gonna go ahead and put you in jail. Like, they know, nigga, you a bitch. If I could threaten you with some weak shit to get you to do something, nigga, you're a bitch. And that was the thing. Like he did a bunch of like slick shit, like, you know, kind of like on some 007 MacGyver shit. Like, you know, you were seeing how the nigga was like weaseling his way out of shit. And it was low key impressive to a, a, a certain point. Like, damn, this nigga, he a slick motherfucker. But at the same time, he's still a bitch. Like, that's the one part of the movie that I I never let go of. Like, nigga, no matter what this nigga do, he's still a bitch. Like, nigga, I I tell niggas all the time, my nigga, like, uh, a a snitch is the lowest fucking form of human being in my eyes, my nigga. I hate snitches more than anything. I hate snitches more than liars because at the end of the day, to be a snitch, you got to be a liar. Nigga, a thief... A fucking rapist like niggas snitches is the lowest fucking form. And like I said, nigga, even to the police, my nigga, you are toilet paper. My nigga, you are the human personification of toilet paper. You are important to them, but they wipe their ass with you and they throw you the fuck away. My nigga, like, just think about how they paint that murder on the other snitch. Like, yeah, he informant. So, you know, whatever. Fuck him. Yeah, you know, we we know who did the murder, but we're going to pin it on him because he got killed anyway. So whatever. Fuck him. Like, you think you doing this motherfucking service, my nigga? Like, you really a fucking agent and shit? You know, just like how he asked homeboy, like, man, how much you make? And, dude, like, bitch ass nigga, don't ask me that shit. Like, nigga, yeah, I, I make a living. Like, I make money because I'm a real agent. You're just a snitch. Shut the fuck up. Stay in your place fucking rat like nigga even the police calling you rats and snitches and all that stupid ass shit like you you know like you you like a sorry ass bitch at the end of the day like you you like the 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 bitch that the that the nigga bring around just to give him money give him pussy and then he sends you on your way like bitch get the fuck out of here like your toilet paper my nigga like he did all that bullshit And then to find out that the nigga only got the today's equivalent of 200 G's, you know, and in the like in the movie, like they said, that nigga was doing this shit for some years. Like it wasn't even like he was doing that shit like on no quick basis. Like that nigga was doing that shit for some some years. And to only get 200 G's, like even if it was only four years, you was doing that shit for fifty thousand dollars a year, a thousand dollars a week. You out here putting your life on the line. To be a detriment to your fucking people For 50 G's a year My nigga, souls are selling For fucking cheap My nigga Like that shit is crazy You know and just You know because like I, I'm not gonna say I did research Cause somebody sent it to me Like one of my homeboys sent me the video Of like the actual interview Of this nigga talking about what he did Like the interview that he did before he killed himself Like This nigga was doing so much shit in order to get 50 G's a year. Like nigga, you crumbled, you fucked up so much shit. Like you was such a fucking detriment to motherfuckers that look like you for 50 G's a year. Like nigga, us as people, we, we just got to vet motherfuckers better. Like watching that movie. You know, and everybody who know me know, if you know me personally, nigga, y'all, y'all niggas know how I get down, man. Like, I don't fuck with a lot of motherfuckers. Like, I tell niggas all the time to fuck with me as a compliment. You a real ass nigga if I answer my phone when you call. You a real last nigga if I take a picture with you. If, if you seen next to me, you got to be a real ass nigga. Because I don't fuck with motherfuckers. Because, like, just in this movie, you know, like, he, he did little shit to, to getting these motherfuckers.
0: always have
2: a winner fuckers good graces to get close to these motherfuckers and this this is the nigga that he is like i tell motherfuckers all the time like i always warn people about these fucking fake ass friends and these day ones and all these niggas who who you think is your homies i be telling motherfuckers all the time like i don't even call niggas my friend until we been through some crazy shit like i don't even call niggas my friend until we been through some fucked up shit You know, because you you just never know the type of motherfucker you dealing with until that fire get on their ass. You know, like I tell my homeboys all the time, my nigga, a co defendant ain't nothing but a potential snitch, my nigga. Like, you never know what a nigga will do until he get in that room and they say, it's you or your homeboy. You never know what a nigga gonna do until they say, nigga, give us a name and you'll go home. You know, we, you, you facing 50 fucking years. So you could either tell on your homie or you can do that 50 nigga. You just never know who you dealing with till motherfuckers get put in them situations, my nigga. So it's like me. I'm just not the type of person that just trusts motherfuckers because nigga, when I watch movies like that, that shit just reinforces something that I already believe in my heart. Nigga, like 99% of niggas is not a hundred. Like, you be thinking niggas is real. Niggas is barely realistic, my nigga. Like, a lot of these niggas out here is motherfucking frauds, my nigga. Like, I be telling motherfuckers all the time, like, nigga, I be needing to see receipts on niggas. Like, nigga, I be needing, like, five or six motherfucking um, references, nigga. I need to see your credit score, my nigga. I need to know your mom's maiden name. Like, it, it takes a lot of vetting for me to consider a motherfucker my friend. Because of shit like this, my nigga. You know, like, I I think he was probably the motherfucker that, that wrote that poison pen letter. You know, like, if you, you saw the scene where, you know, Fred and them went to go meet with the Crowns. Which was really the Vice Lords. You know, shout out to the Vice Lords. Them niggas held it down in that movie. Them niggas did they shit. You know. But, um, I don't know, my nigga. Like, it's just crazy the shit this nigga was doing. And the fact that a motherfucker could look you in your face While they stabbing you in your motherfucking back Like that shit crazy as fuck my nigga You know because I heard a lot about the poison pen letters Like that was a a big tactic that, That gay Edgar Hoover was using Like he used that shit to fuck up the Panthers in LA Now I see Chicago Like all over the country my nigga You know and they didn't call it a poison pen letter in the movie So let me break down what the poison pen letter was like the scene in the movie where they went to go meet with the vice lords. And as they was talking, that nigga was like, let me read something to you. And then he read that letter with that fucked up slang on it. Like, uh, you know, whoop de whoop. We're going to go ahead and knock the, the, the crowns off their head, the watermelon heads and all this old stupid bullshit. And then at the end, that shit said like dig in. Like you know that was one of the things my nigga like that was something that you know Fred Hampton like Euro stepped through that shit like nigga why do you think we'll write that shit and then come meet up with you niggas empty-handed if we was already talking slick shit about y'all and it dropped down on your doorstep like the shit was just far too obviously sloppily done for us to even acknowledge the fact that it could have possibly been us like, I admired the way that Fred Hampton handled that shit. Like, I liked the way that nigga wasn't shook and the way that he got down with that shit because them niggas had a hundred guns pointed at they damn head, And the nigga was still able to maneuver as a stand-up fucking individual. Like, I like how that nigga played that shit. But a lot of chapters of, you know, black revol- black revolutionary organizations weren't so... Fortunate when it came to them poison pen letters because it's a movie called bastards at a party. And it was about, uh, basically gang in South central LA. And that was where I heard about the poison pen letters where the feds would circulate little, you know, little letters and shit for other organizations to find where let's just say like the black Panthers is talking shit. About the, I don't know, let me just make up a name. Southern California Revolutionary Organization. You know, so these motherfuckers will find a letter that it looks like the Black Panthers are writing to each other. And they talking little slime shit about y'all. You know, so it'll be like a letter, you know, with, with Black Panther letterhead on it. Like, yeah, you know, the Black Panthers are doing this and these sorry ass southern california revolutionary bitch-ass niggas blah 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 you know and it's to cause division between organizations like they use the poison pen letters between malcolm and martin you know which is something that fred hampton talked about in that meeting with the vice lords like you know they that this is how the motherfuckers split malcolm and martin up you know these little punk ass letters that they write And, of course, they gonna make it so convenient that you just easily find it where I'm just murder-mouthing you and shit. Knowing that, number one, that ain't even no shit niggas will say. You know, because that was the thing. Like, you know, when you read the letter, like, nigga, the the language in that motherfucker. You know, like, that was like a dead giveaway. Like, nigga, we don't even talk like that. You know, and, and this is something that white motherfuckers do when they lie on you. Them motherfuckers project our language Fucked up, like I remember when I was watching the, the the Mike Brown trial, and this motherfucker gonna say Mike Brown said, "Oh, you're too pussy to shoot me," like the the way that he was saying that Mike Brown talk was like on some like seventies jive turkey bullshit, you know. And this is the thing, like jive turkey ain't even a term that black people use. Jive turkey was like some shit that white people to hear one of our little slangs. And then they'll hear another little slang and they be trying to mix it and match it and do little shit to try to make it sound like some shit that we'll say. Like that Dre Beats fucking commercial. Uh, I forgot her own girl name, but she hopped out the car with the headphones on and the fucking the, 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 the tagline was like flex that clap back. Who the fuck talks like that? You know, and that was the thing that Fred Hampton was talking about. When the vice lords was reading that letter, like, nigga, that ain't even nothing we'll fucking say, especially that dig in part. Like what the fuck is dig in my nigga? Like, nigga, you, you should know that's some bullshit when you read that part, my nigga, like that ain't even part of our fucking vernacular, you know, but this is how the feds get down, my nigga. And like, I be telling motherfuckers like this, the reason I don't take pictures with niggas like niggas who know me know I don't take pictures with niggas because of shit like that. Like, you know, I I tell motherfuckers all the time, man, like, you got to be careful what you do online, because it's just as many niggas following you on the police force as motherfuckers who you fuck with. You know, like on Clubhouse, you know, like I done talked about this fucking shit on multiple shows like our, our, our Facebook group. You know, motherfuckers got infiltrated, my nigga. Like, the police was in that motherfucking. Like I said, nigga, the, the police ain't as slick as a lot of us think. They're relentless. They're willing to do dirty shit. You know, them motherfuckers is tricky. But them motherfuckers ain't, a, they they not as 007 as we be thinking. Like, they just fucking sneaky as hell. Like, they do shit that we, wasn't, we wouldn't really expect. You know, like, when it came to... You know, homeboy saying that, oh, you know, Fred is, you know, jail is a, a temporary fix. Like a lot of motherfuckers don't even think motherfuckers are stooped that low. You know, and I tell motherfuckers like this is the reason I don't really trust a lot of people because you just never know how low a motherfucker stoop, my nigga. Like you you just never know. So I just don't be leaving motherfuckers enough rope to hang themselves. Like I don't be letting motherfuckers get close enough to me to stab me in my motherfucking back. Like no offense and shit. But I be telling motherfuckers like nigga. I just, I just don't take pictures with niggas. Because I'm cool. You know I tell motherfuckers like. I don't like to hang out with niggas that I don't know. Because you just never know. Like I was telling a homie. Like it's, it's, it's a nigga who I don't fuck with. To this day. Because like I be telling motherfuckers. I do not want to be standing next to this nigga. When karma comes back to bite him on his ass. You know, there's some shit that I know this nigga done did. There's some motherfuckers who I know this nigga done fucked over. There's just some situations and some ways that this nigga gets down that I'm like, I do not need to be standing next to this nigga when the motherfucker come and spin the block on this nigga. You know, like, that's the thing, my nigga. Like, it's, it's motherfuckers out here that, that got some fucked up motives, my nigga. Like, it's motherfuckers out here that You know, like I tell niggas all the time, nigga, like you, you don't know what this nigga got going on when you letting this nigga stand close to you. Like, I don't educate my motherfucking enemies, my nigga. Like, it's just certain shit you don't want to tell niggas. You know, like one of the scenes that I was watching. When the motherfucker, you know, brought the fucking C4 in the trunk and he like, man, we, we really finna set this shit off. Nigga, I do not. Trust niggas Who be too willing to put it all on the line For nothing You know and this goes for snitches And just regular niggas as well I tell motherfuckers all the time I talk about that shit on this fucking show all the time my nigga. Like I don't never fuck with niggas Who willing to put it all on the line Because I'm not willing to put it all on the line I don't fuck with niggas Who run around acting like they got nothing to lose Because I got too much to lose Fucking with niggas who ain't got nothing to lose will help you lose all your shit. You know, like I'm I'm just like I was very pleased to see the way that Fred Hampton's character got down in that movie. You know, like he, he was Euro stepping a lot of little bullshit that Lakeith Stanfield's character was trying to trying to pull, my nigga. Like when he brought that C4, and that nigga like, man, if I don't get that shit the fuck up out of here. You know, and that's the thing. Like, you can't let niggas trick you off the street, my nigga, because that's what that was. You know, like the feds had said, like, um, you know, like, oh, we got to get more creative with how we use our snitch. And it was a trip, you know, because like what what the nigga name in the movie was Bill O'Neill. Like he was trying to, you know, have, you know, a little say so in, in what he did. Oh, we not going to kill him. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. But, dog, the thing about that shit, nigga, once you sell your soul, the buyer has full control. Like, nigga, the thing is, dog, once you put yourself in a motherfucking situation with somebody hanging something over your head, like, nigga, they could blackmail you into doing anything, my nigga. Like every time that nigga stepped out of line, the motherfucker said, you can go, you can go back to jail. We'll come find you. We'll come fuck you over. And that nigga just start back dancing. That nigga fell right in line. And like I said, my nigga, like they treat you like a little punk ass bitch when you a snitch, my nigga, you know, because they know your bitch ass running from two years in prison. We know you a hoe. Nigga, you, you running from five years in prison. We know you a bitch, so we going to treat you like a bitch. Bitch, go dance. Go do what the fuck we said, my nigga, or we're going to give you that little three motherfucking years that your bitch ass running away from. Like, nigga, that nigga should have just ate that motherfucking time in hindsight, you know, knowing, knowing what he knows now. May he rest in piss like, nigga. It just ain't worth it, dog. Like, snitching is not worth it. I tell motherfuckers all the time, a lot of niggas who end up snitching still gonna go to jail. A lot of niggas still gonna have to face their motherfucking consequences, my nigga. Like, nigga, rats never win, my nigga. You know, like, I I just, I hated that shit. I enjoyed the movie. Like, knowing the story was dope, but just like, just seeing the way this nigga was getting down was like, nigga, all this shit is just a reinforcement of shit that I've been talking about. You know, I had two episodes about the year of the rat. You know, like, nigga, snitches is the lowest form of human being, my nigga. They, they human toilet paper, my nigga. You know, like, just the fact that he was trying to have some say-so in the moves that he was making was, like, laughable, my nigga. Like the fact that he was, oh, I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that. And Humble was just like, bitch ass nigga. I was just acting like I was your friend to get you to snitch my nigga. You know, because that's the thing. Like that's the tactics that these motherfuckers use to get your stupid ass to talk. They played the, they played a good cop on your ass in the beginning. Hey man, we know you didn't do anything, man. We, we know you got a family, bro. We understand, man. Look, all you got to do is tell on your homies, man. And you can go home and you can see your girl. You know, you can do this, man. You'll, you'll, you'll be a fucking, you'll be one of our little buddies, man. We'll we'll treat you really good, man. We'll look out for you, buddy. We'll make sure you're safe. Nigga, you, you get them niggas what they want. Them niggas going to send your ass right out there in them streets to get your motherfucking head blown off. You know, just like how they paint that body on that one snitch. Like, them motherfuckers have no respect for you, dog. Like, and, and this goes for, you know, any form of coon. You know, because this goes beyond the snitches. Like, this is Candace Owens, Jesse Lee Peterson, uh, Herschel Walker bitch-ass, Larry Elder, you know, and all these other motherfuckers. You know, Stacy Dash. Like all these other niggas who get paid to talk that that stupid, greasy, slimy shit about black people on TV. Like, nigga, after they get done with you, my nigga, they're going to throw you away, my nigga. You're literally human toilet paper, dog. Like, they, they, they use you, you know, because you are important to them. They do need you, my nigga. Like, you do need toilet paper. But what do we do with toilet paper? As important as toilet paper is for us, my nigga, toilet paper is essential. But... How do you use toilet paper? You wipe your ass with it, and then you throw that shit away. This is what you are when you're a snitch. This is what you are when you're a coon, my nigga. Whenever you go against your people in anything, you become fucking toilet paper to the motherfucker who who you're doing that against. This go for transforming ass gang members and all that shit, my nigga. Like, you was a crip. You was running from a fucking DP. Now you a blood. Nigga, the bloods is looking at you like you a bitch because you used to be a crip, nigga. You switch sides. You a fucking clown. You a sucker, my nigga. Like, nobody respects a sucker, nigga. Like, you way better off just taking your fucking consequences than taking the bitch route. Like, motherfuckers think that taking the bitch route in anything is the easy way, my nigga. Like, the thing is, my nigga, like, there's no such thing as an easy way, my nigga. Like, you could take the easy way and have a hard life or take the hard way and have an easy life. But either way, nigga, it's gonna be some hard shit. Like, that shit is fucking crazy, my nigga. Like, that shit was just a trip to see. Like, the fact that this nigga did all that motherfucking snitching for a bitch-ass 200 Gs running away from five years in prison. Like, and it's crazy, because, like, the older you get, And the more that you have experiences with niggas who did time, like, nigga, my cousin, my cousin did 13 years. And it's like when you hear 13 years, you just like, God damn, that's a long ass time. Until the nigga get out. And it's like, damn, you know what? That nigga did that 13 years and and everything is like peaches and cream. Like the nigga never went away. I'm sure that was a hard fucking 13 years. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not minimizing The impact on your life that prison time has. But nigga, the impact that this motherfucker had on the black community, on Chicago, on, you know, those people in that community. Like he decimated that shit. To get away from five bitch ass years like nigga, you put yourself and staying away from five years and 200K. Nigga, from, from probably changing the whole fucking city of Chicago. Like, that shit was just, it was really a trip, like, to see with your own two eyes how this motherfucker was able to get, you know, the Latinos, the motherfucking redneck hillbillies and all that shit, you know, together under one fucking umbrella with one fucking common mission, with one fucking goal. Like, the, the power, that a motherfucker words have. Is fucking amazing dog. Like that shit was a trip. Like I'm like damn this, this nigga was. He was a cold motherfucker. To be able to do that shit. And then like something that I say a lot. Like something that he said in the movie. Which is again. Like I be telling motherfuckers. Like I hate the way that human beings. Throw common sense into the wind. Like I hate. When a lot of us will hear something profound. But we won't take heed to that shit You know like he said in the motherfucking movie My nigga You can kill a messenger but you can't kill a message You can kill a revolutionary but you can't kill a fucking revolution Like Nigga When he died I just wish that Everything that he was doing could have kept going You know like I said in my episode after Nipsey died Like I, I wish that when a motherfucker got killed We can just keep on going With what the motherfucker said, because motherfuckers leave a detailed fucking blueprint of what we need to do, my nigga. But it's like as human beings, it's like we just have this fucking need to be led. Like we just have a need to have a motherfucker telling us what to do every goddamn day. It's like we can't just say, okay, Martin Luther King said we need to start businesses, support our own businesses, Malcolm X said we need to fucking defend ourselves. We need to become more politically savvy. You know, we need to stand up to these motherfuckers. We need to protect ourselves. We need to take care of ourselves within ourselves and we need to stop letting other motherfuckers in fucking our shit up. We got to do it like this. Okay, Fred Hampton said this. We got to do this. Like instead of us just saying, "Okay, this is what he said. Let's keep on doing that." Motherfucker get killed and we just disperse. It just dissipates the motherfucking energy. Like they said, cut off the head and that's going to kill the fucking body. And that's the way shit's been going, my nigga. And that shit sucks. Like, I hate that shit. Like, I hate that we allow somebody to die and that shit just fucks the whole movement up. Like nigga, it's like they, they killed a messenger and we let the message just die. They don't kill the message. We let it die. Like, you can go on fucking YouTube and watch hours and hours of Malcolm X talking, saying some real ass shit. And is anybody going to take heed? No. Like, you can watch hours and hours of Martin Luther King speeches. Is anybody going to take heed? No. Like, that's the thing, my nigga. Like, the, the message is still here. The mission is still here. Everything they say, everything they said to do is still here and it can still be done. But it's like we only want to do it when somebody's telling us to do it. When somebody's standing on a podium with a microphone telling us, hey, you need to support black business. Hey, you need to do this. You need to do that. Instead of us saying, you know what, we need to do that, whether that nigga here or not. Like we like little kids when when our parents leave or like students in a classroom when the teacher leave like when the teacher leave now you throwing papers throwing spitballs you standing up you getting out of your fucking seat like nigga we just lack discipline as a motherfucking people and that's not a good thing like you know like in in the movie you know a lot of a lot of parts in that movie like was very small but very profound you know like in in the movie even the fucking vice lords, my nigga, the crowns that they called him in the movie. Like when homeboy noticed that Lakeith Stanfield was the bitch ass nigga from the beginning of the movie. And he was like, hey, nigga, whoop, do, whoop, do, whoop. And they was like, nigga, you speaking out of turn, you know, like discipline, staying in line, my nigga. Like whether the leader is here or not, you should still have the fucking ability to stay in line. Like if I give you detailed instructions on what the fuck to do in any circumstance, you should just be able to follow them instructions, whether I'm here to enforce them or not. This is our fucking problem. Whenever they kill our leader, we let the fucking whole mission go away. Nigga, that's some bullshit. Like we got to learn to say, okay, this is what Martin said to do. This is what Malcolm said to do. This is what Fred Hampton said to do. This is what James Baldwin said to do. This is what any any group of leaders, when they say to do something, we should be able to do that shit whether they here or not. My nigga, like, we're adults. We grown-ass motherfuckers. Like, we try to teach our kids to be good whether we in the house or not. But us as adults, when a leader get killed, we can't continue on the fucking mission. That shit out. Like that's some bullshit Like we should be able to do that shit Nigga when Fred Hampton got killed Nigga we should have turned up everything he said We should have did that shit to the 10th power In his honor Nigga just like when Nipsey got smoked My nigga like I was saying that shit in the show Like nigga I, I, I hope Gang banging just Dissipates my nigga Like I hope that niggas just completely Decide not to fucking kill each other no more After that cause that shit out My nigga like that shit bullshit what that shit say? We trust and believe more about people that we doing a part, doing purpose. My bad, homie. I'm not a good fast reader and shit, and my screen fucked up. But, like, nigga, on some real shit, like, nigga, we, we can't let people kill a mission when they kill a leader, dog. Like, you know, we just got to become more disciplined as a group. Like you know, I tell motherfuckers all the time, like nigga, I I I study Malcolm X, my nigga. Like I, I really take heed to the shit that he says. Like episode one, politicking was a lot about my favorite Malcolm X speech, which is the ballot or the bullet. Which I think I did a fucking episode called the ballot or the bullet, if I'm not mistaken. Like nigga, like I'm I'm a student of certain motherfuckers, like. I hear the message and I I move according to the message, my nigga. Like, I wish that us as people could be more like that. Like, when they kill our leaders, my nigga, like, we need to really turn up in the absence of our leader, my nigga. Like, we don't need to dissipate when the leader go away. Just like when he went to jail and they were saying, oh, membership went down. Oh, you know, uh, people stopped coming to the meetings. It's like, nigga, why the fuck you stopped coming to the meetings, my nigga? Just because he not here don't mean the mission went away. We still on the same mission. We still we still got the same problem. Like when the leader go away, the problem don't go away. So why the fuck we, we stop stomping like we supposed to be stomping? You know, it's just like a kid, my nigga. Like Just because your parent left don't mean you don't got to do your homework because whether they here or not, if you don't do the homework, you're going to fucking fail. So just do the fucking homework, my nigga. You know, and that's the thing, like, us as fucking adults like we're not children my nigga like when a leader goes away nigga that that don't mean shit like they would really have a like you you think they fear us when we got a malcolm a martin a fred hampton a huey p newton a bobby seal you know a a kwame tour a fucking you know stokely carmichael as a lot of people know him like, you think they fear us and we got a leader, my nigga. Imagine if when they did kill a leader, we turned the fuck up instead of turning the fuck away. Nigga, I swear to God, we'll be fucking unstoppable, dog. But it's like, nigga, they, they, they know how to get us every time. It's like, nigga, cut off the head and the whole body gonna go away. You know, and it's like, nigga, we keep on seeing these stories replayed over and over and over again. And it's like, we just don't learn from that shit. And that shit is sad, dog. You know, I hate to fucking see it. But, you know, overall, you know, just to put a bow on that shit. It was a great movie. I feel like everybody should see it. You know, I think I've said this shit before. Like. You know, certain movies, I just feel like go into the, the, the pile of movies that as black people, we should just all see them. It's important. You know, I, I hope that we all got the messages out of the movie because, you know, I, I watch movies for entertainment. But I also watch movies for the messages, whether big or small. You know, I watch every scene because, you know, some of the smaller scenes in a lot of movies got the biggest messages in them. You know, some very small, nuanced scenes, you know, have some jewelry in that shit. So I, I love watching movies where I could really focus and fucking pay attention. You know, because like, nigga, as I was watching the movie, like I paused the motherfucker like 20 times, my nigga. Just to get every little piece, nigga, just to rewind and go back and be like, damn, what that nigga was talking about? Damn, what did they mean in this scene? Like, damn, that, that shit was powerful. Like, you know, stop and really let that shit marinate, my nigga. You know, because it's like, nigga, this this was a very important piece of film. Like, I, I don't know who directed it and all that shit. I ain't even going to front. I ain't even do no research. But it was a fucking phenomenal film, my nigga. And I feel like everybody should watch that shit. You know, if you a slow learner, you should watch that shit three or four times. Watch that shit with a motherfucker who, you know, who's aware, you know. And, you know, do some research on Fred Hampton. You know, the Black Panthers and, you know, J. Edgar Hoover bitch ass and all that old shit. Because, you know, it's important, my nigga. It's Black History Month, especially this month. Y'all niggas get on that shit. And I'm going to drop the mic on that. This has been your host, Young Dolomite. Of the Too Much Game podcast. Live from the Boom Boom Room. Once again. If you would like to support us financially, it's patreon.com slash Townhouse Media, town eating house media. Support all the Townhouse Media Podcasts, Seriously, none 9 of the Podcasts, Friday nights at 9 p.m., whenever the fuck Ben Ready get around to it, cause he don't do them shits every week, but when he do it, he do it, and it's always dope, so be on the lookout for Seriously, 9 of the Podcasts, Tuesday nights at Sports For You Podcast 6 p.m. live on Facebook and YouTube, with, um mark happy happy motherfucking birthday mark them niggas clumped the fuck out my ass on the sports for you podcast last episode i heard that shit that shit was fucking hilarious but uh yeah mark john watson and nick motherfucking freeze my favorite fucking sports podcast them niggas the homies check them out they know what the fuck they talking about they be saying some real shit you know that uh calling out names is probably the best segment in podcasting so shout out to them for that shit Um, The No Rules Podcast, Wednesday evenings, 5 p.m. Pacific Live on Facebook and YouTube as well With my nigga Ill Will and Young Mark A.k.a. The Juice Crew, a.k.a. The Bloods Um, Sundays, myself and CJ, the Cat vs. Dog Podcast Live at 3 p.m. Pacific, live at 5 Houston time This Sunday coming, we will be back, we will be talking that shit You know, so be on the lookout for us and if you hear you already know Friday nights Whenever the fuck I get around to it I'm back consistent I'm back here Back doing my shit Your boy Uncle Motherfucking Dolomite The Too Much Game Podcast You know check me out I'm on fucking YouTube uh, Live on Instagram You know Every fucking streaming platform Spotify Apple Google Whatever you listen to podcasts on Even fucking uh, Pandora Nigga, tell your fucking Echo Dot, Alexa, play the Too Much Game podcast, and I get cracking on that motherfucker. So check me out. Um, You know, like, comment, subscribe. Follow me on Instagram, at Uncle Dolomite. Follow me on uh, Clubhouse, at Young Dolomite. Follow me on Twitter, at Young Dolomite. You know, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a bitch-ass nigga, tell a punk-ass bitch. You know, tell tell everybody I'm back. But, um... I guess that's it. I ain't here to help you get bitches. I'm here to help you get better. Too much game.